0: Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands and today it's the WNR free, free, free. We are on the road to WrestleMania and it's the most dangerous stop in the Chamber 2021. But I am not alone for this journey. I have the pleasure to be joined by at Jaxie Scarlet. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks. And you? Yeah,
0: all good. All good. It's great to have good. you back on. Of course, the last time yeah, you were on was for the Royal me. Rumble.
1: Yes, <laughs> no. it was. And it's been a whirlwind, hasn't it? <laughs> it really, it really hurts. <laughs>
0: Well, we're going to catch up with Raw and SmackDown since, of course, the Raw Rumble, which was the start to the road to WrestleMania. Let's see how many times I can say that in uh, the episode today as well. Um, we I talked about Raw.
1: How many times Michael Cole said that on board last <laughs> night? Because I'm pretty sure he said it at least over 10 times in almost just under an hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we talked about Raw on the 1st of February so we're going to go to Smackdown straight away it was the 5th of February and Roman Reigns starts the show with a fire promo calling called himself the main event in question wasted time on Raw and NXT saying he should be groveling at the tribal chief's feet and begging for a place on the island of relevancy. Reigns ordered Edge out, but their 2021 Rumble winner did not appear. Edge must think I'm a fool. Do I look like I'm a fool, Paul? Do I look like a man who wants to play games? Why would you want to play games with me? Explained, clearly frustrated. Reigns told Edge he had until the end of the night to give him his decision. This was, again, brilliant by Reigns, wasn't it? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, just showing the dominance that he's just kind of continued. Um, showing things just kind of when he first came back at the end of last year. Um, He's just getting better and better. and um, I'm just loving kind of all the heat that's getting on Paul. It's hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we see uh, Dominic get the pin over Corbin finally, and then we have Cesaro versus Bryan. What a match this was. The backbreaker submission finish was just incredible and a sharpshooter finish with Nakamura looking on and a fist bump. Uh, as respect I mean this was some match to have on free tv wasn't it you know
1: I mean this this just goes again goes to show you how good um a wrestler Cesaro has been and consistently um he's just forever wowing people whenever he does get in the ring he just never consistently gets that chance to Go for gold. So I mean, I'm I'm really expecting a lot of big things coming from Cesaro, and you know him working alongside Daniel Bryan just couldn't get any better. That match was amazing.
0: Yeah, and and I feel on this show as well that we may repeat the fact that you know Cesaro Bryan or certain wrestlers are talented, but I think we've got to hit it home because we realized, especially whilst watching the build up and the actual event just how, like you said, how talented these guys are. You know, put them in any ring in any world and they're going to have five-star matches, aren't they, you know?
1: Exactly. And you've got to give, give them the recognition when due, you know, because, uh, again, a lot of these superstars that we continuously talk about um, are, are ones that are continuously uh, overlooked, um, to say the least. And, and especially in, in our, as the fans' opinion, um been overlooked so it's really nice that you see them get their time to shine like this and it's good to glow on it.
0: Yeah I think about that. Too. Well um <laughs> we see the start of the rumble was featured uh, but Billy K didn't have a match but is so much fun but Bianca <laughs> Belair <laughs> decision. Um I watched the chronicle on Bianca Belair. Um it was only half hour long the and uh, her dad was a singer and um it's kind of interesting I felt we could have done with a little bit longer but for what they, they gave us, I think it was enough. Um, she put over I all mean, women's could have, champions. They
1: could have continued if they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, well,
0: no. well, she put over all women's champion Oscar calling her the empress of all day, every day. She put over the blue brands, Sasha back, but then she was suddenly interrupted by Carmela's um, sommelier, Reginald. He laughed off the idea that she could beat banks and she cannot even beat Carmella. Um, you got it all, you don't got this. Bank raised the Smackdown title overhead and Reginald reiterated that Belair will not beat Banks and the Rumble winner whipped him with a I'll sent him to the floor and then standing tall, still in a celebrity move after Sunday. Um, th- this was a bit weird and of course we're going to go into a bit more details about the kind of story, but having out, just felt a bit out of place, didn't it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean again, like you said, we'll go into further details on this, but I mean, it was here where I was actually starting to question, where are WWE going with this? Because this is just not working in in terms of what I thought, storyline-wise, we were going to go down. I mean, I I don't see the relevancy to him getting himself involved. Um, And at that point, I just didn't really feel like it worked properly. But I was kind of just giving it the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yeah, and this is the thing, and this is what we are trying to do in Lights until it comes into play, and then we find out Ziggler and Rude are called the dirty dogs.
1: Okay. <laughs> I really okay. still wanted Rudolph, I really still wanted Rudolph. <laughs> I love that name.
0: You could sell red noses as well and make so it's much okay. merch. <laughs> um, <laughs> We get the Street Profits on commentary. They were funny and actually a slight improvement of what was going on at that moment in time. Uh, There's still no real tag teams apart from these two. Uh, But like I said, we'll get into the tag team division soon. We see Edge and Nakamura backstage um, having a chat. Both, of course, won the Rumble and both were unsuccessful at WrestleMania. Uh, Maybe Edge can change that this time round. And then we have the Intercontinental Triple Threat Match. Um, Biggie, I'm gonna again go into a lot of detail about Biggie and why I like him so much, but he was stretched out on the second ropes, you know, left leg and right leg, just sitting there. It's just,
1: um, I mean, he he's in the actual mood, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. I mean, he's the perfect mood. Um, you know, he's that type of mood that you want to be in. So you want to be around someone like that all the time, just to be in the type of mood he's in. You know, uh, he's just great, and yeah, like. Like we like said, uh, you said we'll we'll go in t- further into Big E, but uh, he's great.
0: He is fantastic. We see Cruz wiping out Zayn and enter the ring, but Big E caught Matt no with a big ending for the hard fought victory. Again, this was a very good match. We saw a different side of Cruz, but he's still at the pin. And then before he chooses, uh, Reigns interrupted, uh, making his way to square so we'll and Heyman by his side as Edge was there. Edge immediately asked the Universal Champ if he's sweating already since he's brought back up. Ooh, so I'll meet you at the bus. I got this, rain said in response to Edge's insinuations. You disrespected me, therefore you disrespected my family. He ordered Edge to acknowledge him as the main event at WrestleMania. That's your cue. Go. Before Edge could respond, Kevin Owens came out from out of nowhere and dropped Raines with a stunner to close out the show. Um not a bad Smackdown. I think overall the wrestling was the best part. I think all the promos and choices are just kind of wasting time at the moment. Let's hope they make their minds up sooner rather than later. And please, I love Irons, but no more losses to Roman. What were your thoughts on that Smackdown?
1: Um, I mean, again, it, it, it did kind of feel like one of the lesser shows from Smackdown. And uh, you know, I mean, in, in my opinion, Smackdown has been doing a lot better, um, than Raw. uh, I wasn't, over, like, you know, impressed overly by, like you said, the promos. However, um, the matches uh, were really decent. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to give it any uh, sort of bad ratings on that.
0: No, it's kind of more like the thinking emoji of, of hmm, like, not really much yeah. happened there. But I wonder
1: where this is going.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, February 8th, we go to Raw. And, of course, Shane McMahon is back just to stand next to Adam Pearce with a landscape-changing landscape, uh, landscape changing announcement. Of course, the whole thing about Showman coming back, we found that later on he actually didn't have anything to do with the decision, so they just kind of willed him out, I suppose. And yes. um, the commentary team is shocked that McIntyre has to defend the WWE title at Elimination Chamber. I mean, they cannot believe it. They are just saying, how is this possible? A chamber match for the champion in?
1: Before. Because that's <laughs> never happened before. <laughs> It's, it's like, it's like mean, they're going. It, at one oh, go on, sorry, go on. point, I actually did question whether or not they were talking to, you know, thinking they were talking to children.
0: You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like them saying they've got going to go in rumble, and they've got 29 other guys. What? How's when? What?
1: How's that it, gonna happen?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no one's gonna win that match, and um, yeah. it's just it's like, it's like the commentary team talked to us like we're we're idiots and again this is not yeah. bashing WWE but there should be at least one of them uh you know either Joe or, or like a kind of heel take there to say actually no this is you know to give a wink or a nod yeah. to the camera but and say, I mean or oh. you,
1: you know they could actually just kind of um make it more so that it's not like a shock like we've never heard a champion defending within the elimination chamber before but maybe shock at the fact that this will be Drew's first time having to be in a, a, a champion going into the chamber you know, I think that would have just worked a lot more, And yeah. the way that sometimes the uh, commentary team talk to us is as if they're always talking to someone who's newly switched over and they don't have to do that 24-7, they also do that with, with the adverts you know, uh, yeah. every time it comes back from an advert, it's telling us exactly what happened three minutes ago and it takes it's like another 15 minutes to get through the whole replays of what you want to what you want to show from before it just takes up time and it's like you, you act like you don't have fans watching this out didn't watch what just happened three minutes ago get on with it but yeah
0: and this is the thing and it could have been simply rectified if McIntyre if if, if uh, you know Adam Pearce to be McIntyre and Sheamus at uh, Chamber and then changed it and then had that moment of Oh, wait a second. You had this match booked and then you did. It's all going to be former WWE champions. Uh, Sheamus, Miz, AJ, Jeff and Orton. I cannot wait for that. Uh, Kofi is cleared for action. The New Day beat Slapjack and T-Bar. Ali on commentary, he didn't stop shouting. Now, I don't know how you feel about kind of the hills. I like Mustafa Ali. There's, there's no doubt about it. But when you're shouting all the time, you've got no level to go up. Mm. And I think yeah, with someone like Sammy, you know... I-
1: I think I kind of bypassed all of that with Ali on the commentary. And I think it was because I was mainly just still trying to understand and work out as to how the only full black uh, champion, former champion, was the only one left out of the Elimination Chamber at this. And I was actually really fuming about it. Because I was just like, this is Black History Month. You literally have just had a muk man come out so you want to make a big deal about the chamber you had not only that but like you know a few years back Kofi actually being like one of the uh best contenders in an elimination chamber he then went on to do Kofi mania and win the title there and yet there was no mention of him at this point I don't even remember what Ali was going on about during that match I was actually stoked to hear that Kofi Kingston was back. But I was also like, Kofi Kingston's back and clear from wrestling and yet he wasn't considered for this Elimination Chamber. I was baffled. Uh,
0: and this is a case of, you know, if people go, well, obviously the plan was to put him in the week after. I think because of the, the majority of the backlash that they got, they realised that, you know... They made a mistake to, and had to put yeah, him in. Yeah, they're going have to do bad. This is
1: how it kind of felt. And I think there is disappointment in there because of, again just highlighting the fact that it was Black History Month they're highlighting that all all throughout February all throughout all the Raw's and Smackdowns and yet you know on the day that they're announcing that Kofi's returning and cleared back for action he's also not been considered in the chamber you know it's just it's those little things that it did um, bother me so yeah again I didn't remember much of what Ali was complaining about
0: well, to cheer you up, Lacey Evans is an up contender now um <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, i mean for for the moment
0: yeah, well, i put at this point she's going to be Oscar. I thought at this moment in time she was going to be Oscar, and Ric Flair ruins his legacy with every promo i, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. out of
1: there. I mean i can i can um I can't deny that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I know Sean, my soul in like 95, 96, and, and whatever, but the, the more Ric Flair does, the, the more I look at Sean and go, no, he's he's the greatest of all time. But obviously, that's a, yeah. a, another debate. Uh, Edge wants to be yeah. wined and dined for Valentine's Day. He's waiting for after the chamber. We see a nice interaction with Belair and Oscar because Bianca Belair, out of everybody else on the roster, actually remembers Uh, belair actually remembers oscar and knows who she is and what position she should be on the card it seems like everybody else has forgotten
1: apart from (laughs) belair i actually pointed this out as well saying notice how there is like that level of respect of what oscar has done for the business and and how she dominant she truly has been so i appreciated that coming from belair you know coming from the number one oscar (laughs) Plan herself <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly the, the oscars promoter by, by the looks oh, of it for now. sure
1: i'm hoping one day she'll finally hear this and and just know that she's got a devotee here in the uk
0: oh without a doubt well uh, keith leaver <laughs> turns um he beats up matt riddle but we get the new nuts lashley slamming him which was that uh, actually quite impressive that's it's what he's a great, he's, new a great... yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i love it <laughs>
0: um and then, oh, my hole, um, Lana beat Jax.
1: <laughs> I'm not making it up. You had, to, you had to just throw that in there, didn't you?
0: <laughs> well, Lana beat Jax in a tables match, but Naomi and Twitter have seized this. Um, she also beat Basler, and Naomi did. Um, and oh, my hole. And again, I, Nia Jax doesn't do a lot that entertains me, but I did actually laugh at this, maybe more at her expense than anything else but it wasn't too bad
1: (laughs) no um i mean to be honest i don't think that there could have been a better gift than than what naya gave us up there and i don't think i don't know i can't tell if she actually meant to do that uh but it happened and i'm just grateful for it. it was brilliant
0: yeah, and I mean, anybody listening wants to go check it out. Just Google, oh, oh my hole, and you, you'll be away. You'll, you'll find it straight yeah, away. Yeah, Nia
1: Jax, oh, my hole.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get Orton Al- versus McIntyre, Groundhog Day. We get Autumn versus McIntyre, Groundhog Day. Um, I was going to do that a couple of times, but anyway, commentators keep calling him the Scottish warrior which is dumb because Celtic is actually kind of Scottish and Irish together anyway. But it doesn't matter. They want a Scottish warrior. Uh, it's not a bad match, but DQ finish helps absolutely no one. Uh, overall, just another show. I've got a bad feeling about the Chamberlain. What were your thoughts on Raw?
1: Yeah, um, again, not much. I um, I kind of just watched the highlights of it um, just because obviously here in the UK it's on extremely late um so yeah i didn't think much on that one i
0: I'd just like to thank bt because i did moan uh last time out about them cutting the last 30 seconds to a minute off every fucking show uh but for some reason now they have actually put it on so now i'm, I'm getting to see the last bit uh beforehand oh, it was ending i would have to go to youtube and then watch it on you know the phone or something like this so yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Thank you, BT. Anyway, February 12th, on to SmackDown. We get another Reigns promo to start the show. Um, this is a crazy idea, but have Reigns face Adam Pearce at WrestleMania. Is there anybody else on the main roster, I know you can maybe say Jey Uso, but has got that kind of the history and bad feeling and would make more sense than Adam Pearce facing Roman Reigns?
1: I mean, quite frankly, at this point, I was ready for Adam versus Paul Heyman, to be honest. I really wanted to see that go down um but yeah again i i just i am waiting to see adam just kind of lose his shit on roman Um, and i think that will be a sweet moment and i hope it will be a wrestlemania moment although with knowing what we do know now um coming up i also still think uh it's a great uh way to celebrate wrestlemania but adam needs to be involved somehow
0: yeah, I think. I mean, and it would be better than Owens versus Reigns 20, wouldn't it? You know, so. Oh, uh, yeah, so sure. is, It is getting a little bit repetitive. But Reigns won't be in the chamber, but uh, he will defend the title one-on-one after the match. So, I mean, if, if you drew McIntyre watching on, then, you know, you're going to have a little bit of a problem with that.
1: I mean, I, I, mean I, I was questioning whether or not Drew McIntyre would actually have an issue with this and be like, wait, why is this fair? Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, have the commentators react on Raw after this announcement and go, why is McIntyre in the chamber when Reigns is not? That would have made a yeah. lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sonia Deville, who is now kind of you know, well, working hand-in-hand without an appearance. She's got an office, but we're going to that. Uh, She makes Zayn, Corbin versus Mysterio's Winners join Jay and Kevin in the Elimination Chamber. This uh, feud is so over, but I can't wait to watch the Sami Zayn documentary. Um, I think he's been really, really entertaining.
1: Sami is just a national treasure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's great. I mean, again, with what he comes out with, I feel like it's all improvised with him sometimes
0: well it, the thing is yeah, it just okay. works
1: no i was just no. gonna say it just works so well
0: yeah because the, the thing is the saying and like you said it's the it's the different levels he operates on as well and, and this is something about ali early was if you just shout level but Zayn can go from kind of you know, quiet to, to loud and shouting and abrasive, but he's got so many different levels to reach where you find him funny sometimes and just annoying. And then sometimes he can just be like, you know, and it's just, it's, it's great that this character is allowed to shine like that, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Zane got the win with a helluva kick on Dominic to uh, get in the matchup. And then we get a biggie open challenge, but Cruz wants another chance. It would be their sixth title match that they've had um again as we see i'll give it the benefit of the doubt because at this point i was kind of sick of it but um as we've seen recently you know but just as things were heating up in the match crew crews cause the disqualification uh we have seth rollins returning uh what are your thoughts on seth rollins because i know a lot of people love him and i know a lot of people might not like him but you know what are your thoughts on him as a person as a worker
1: do you know what i don't like him when he's face but when he's a heel he's just great i think this is his i don't think he he i think he just plays the heel so well that you'd love to hate him so i mean i like this arrogance that he just continues to to show on um on there at the moment on smackdown uh i don't actually have an issue with him i think he's great as he is at, at the moment i'm glad he's not um uh, carrying on with that sort of Messiah entrance music and he's gone back to his original music because I actually really liked that entrance music um, but I'm glad that he stuck with that asshole persona
0: <laughs> well this is the thing I mean everybody's shouting burn it down it's is, is great I think mm. my problem my problem with Seth Rollins is that if he was as good as wrestler as he thinks he is then we would have that, this generation's Again, going back to Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair, I think he, and I don't know how, I've never met him personally, but I just get that he, you know, don't get me wrong, he's a tremendous performer, but he could be maybe that level above, and he's just not, you know, like I said, he's had great matches and and great views, but I just feel like he could take it to the next level as well, you know? He's got the ability.
1: I do agree with that, but uh, I also feel like. A lot of what holds him back is the type of storylines that he's consistently connected to, which are kind of continuous and repetitive. And this is like a, a, an issue that WWE have as a company is that they kind of recycle a lot of uh, content and storyline that ends up not um, working in the favor of the wrestler. And I think some, that I think that's happened a lot of the times to Seth, and I think that's what's probably held him back from actually reaching for potential i mean if you look at it from the perspective of his close friend and colleague who is now known as john moxley look at look at the. um i'm not trying to uh, compare the two brands but look at just what a simple change of company has done for a john moxley well it seems. i think kind seth of... has it actually in there but i don't think it's necessarily has thought because of the type of content that he's involved with just doesn't allow him to actually show what true potential he really does have.
0: I think with, with you know, Chuck Moxley in there and I think with Roman Reigns is so they are both now got characters that are probably, you know, with Reigns, obviously he's probably not close to who he is, but it's like they can relate to and really, you know, dig down. I think Moxley, I mean, obviously not to talk about AEW, but I think since he's lost the title, we've seen, uh, an even better version of him now and, and that's kind of what excites me and i think with seth maybe like i said if you let the uh if you, if you let him go a little bit then maybe we can see it but uh he must be looking at brains and moxley and thinking well I'm, I'm gonna need to kind of show what i can do now hopefully you know yeah anyway enough about rollins well i say enough about rollins he came out to um the returning promo on smackdown He talked about how becoming a father has changed his in ways that he didn't expect. And now he realised he's a great leader of SmackDown and needs to make it great again. And that's when the entire roster started to walk away. Uh, and he realised the only person who stayed was Cesaro, but eventually he walked, was clipped his knee uh, as he walked up the ramp and started to beat him down. Daniel Bryan, some officials came out to make the save, uh, make the save. And, you know, it's kind of, again building up towards a possible match between the two. And then we see Biddy Kay costing uh, Liv Morgan in a match versus Bailey. And you talk about repetitive storylines. Shit or get off the pot now when it comes to Biddy Kay and the Riot Squad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where things are going with Billie Kay. I'm really liking this teasing aspect of her possibly teaming with Bailey for a bit. Um, she's just great, though. I think you could just continue to let her run loose for a bit she's just a a brilliant great of content but I also do want to see her getting more into uh, pr- uh, wrestling matches rather than just all promotion promo stuff you know I don't want her to become like the female R-Truth where she's then uh, not uh, taking <laughs> re- really seriously when it comes to to being in matches or legit matches you know you got to remember she was kind of part of a dominant dominant tag team when it came to the Iconics. so I just don't want them to lose that spark with her, and 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 continuously have her seen as a, a continued joke. If, that,
0: yeah, if that, that makes sense. I I completely agree, and I hope. I mean, one of the spots I always remember, and you know, going back when the Dudley split up and they reunited at Madison Square Garden, the pop that they had for when Devon come out and save Bubba. I'm not saying it's yeah. going to be a popular same level, but I mean, Paint Royce is doing nothing at the moment. Imagine Billy Kay like yeah. 2 in one situation, and then Peyton comes out and they reform the iconic. That. I mean, oh and my it, gosh.
1: You know. that will be quite a goosebump type moment, I think, especially because right now, and this is not saying anything bad on the uh, women's division, but the female tag team division isn't uh, doesn't feel as solidified as it should be, considering the amount of legit tag teams we had. Um, within the division and because of there's a lot that is currently like split up or you know kind of random tag teams throw together you overlook uh the the uh genuine um tag teams so you know something like that happening could actually work out brilliantly and i think it could work in the iconic's favor and wwe's favor i think a lot they'll get a lot of fans excited and happy
0: oh my hole. Is uh, lived on SmackDown by uh, Banks and Belair. and they make cannon fodder of the women's uh, tag team champions. Uh, and then our main event is the Dirty Dogs versus Cesaro and Brian. It's how to build your tag team division. Make the tag team champions lose in a tag team match. You know, that's how <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, you know, um, Cesaro hit Ziggler with a torture rack backbreaker for locking a sharpshooter for the victory. Uso attacked him with a chair after the match. Corbin and Zayn joined him right away, but Zayn eventually took out Corbin too. KO ran down to hit stunners on everyone like it was 1998. Stone Cold City Boston. The show ended with KO saying he was coming for a reign. So the chair of the is now Cesaro, Brian, Zayn, Corbin, Jay and Owens. Um, also, uh, this is a point I made at the time. Wouldn't it be hilarious at limitation chamber if Zane's pod didn't open then he could blame the conspiracy on that as well
1: oh my gosh that would have been that would have worked so well you know like just having the refs continuously struggle to get the lock off and then him just saying that it would have been a conspiracy that yeah. you know that that cost him the match oh i wish that <laughs> yeah, happened <it's> like,
0: <laughs> i told you i told you you know you, know,
1: you can just... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Um, it wasn't the best episode of, of SmackDown. It's a shame we needed to get. Uh, it's a shame, like we need to get onto the road to WrestleMania uh, properly. Uh, we've got Raw on the 15th. Mid start the show with Andy, and then when he was saying Andy, I'm thinking, who the fuck is Andy? And then I realised, of course, Drew McIntyre makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Drew McIntyre stuck the head on him. Uh, Miz is a great promo but treated like a joke Uh, and then he says he's not in the chamber Uh, and of course like we talked about he's not in there Um, so we'll get onto that in a minute. Lashley looked great. Um, Keith Lee had not been well and he might not compete at the chamber and Matt Riddle is a moron so we had that going on. Um, Evans is pregnant. She first gave a promo to say she will be Oscar Sunday. <clears throat> excuse me uh poor peyton royce nearly made me choke then uh poor peyton royce and oscar uh, rick flair has ruined the women's division on raw so we were going to have a tag match and then um like we said the news that lacey evans is pregnant um and then rick flair celebrating like he just won the super bowl uh for the american fans what were your thoughts on I this
1: oh my god don't i mean I I was shaking my I, I looked a lot like Charlotte. That was the best way to describe that moment. And I didn't believe it at first. I thought she was just you know being annoying and just kind of coming out with it. And then obviously realized she she was being real. And and my first question was firstly why couldn't she have a bit more of a a better announcement the way that you know Becky was allowed to have you know rather I I had a, a yeah I have an issue with the fact that like you know. Ric Flair looked at her as if it was going to be his as if any of us are supposed to believe that they truly slept together like how dumb do they think we as the audience are
0: oh i well, just yeah this, i'm about I to say it's the oldest it. oldest ride, longest line
1: <laughs> oh no i went into overload i seriously was just like are you, are you kidding me so you've just kind of like disregarded Oscar again in all of this. This has been all about Charlotte and Lacey. Nothing about Oscar, nothing about what's going to happen with regards to her Hermata Elimination Chamber. And we didn't hear nada after either, even from commentary well, about it.
0: What I thought was weird is the fact that Evans came out and gave a promo on Charlotte and, some, uh, and to Oscar saying I'm going to beat you um, at the Chamber. And then obviously she took a pregnancy test. Because then, during the ad break, she found out she was pregnant. <laughs> and then, then
1: say, exactly. on a minute. I'm pregnant. <laughs> like, just, yeah. I yeah. I'm, I was
0: shocked. Um, we get Miz versus Kofi Kingston. And Morrison qualified if Miz wins. And uh, ditto for Kofi. This was a good match. Kofi won. Um, we, You know, I'm talking now at this point of Kofi Mania 2. And talk about sequels. It wouldn't have been or wouldn't be the worst idea, really, would it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100%.
0: (laughs) But if Kofi was to come out of the chamber, Mustafa Ali must take his place. Uh, And I'll get onto that uh, in a little bit as well. Uh, We get Orton Bliss promo, same old, but Bliss said, In the fire he was destroyed, in the future he will be reborn. Okay. Uh, Braun's back. He's annoyed at not being in the chamber and blames Shane. Uh, even though man had nothing to really do with the decision, Braun's going to get him. And then we've got a gauntlet match because what better way to sell a pay-per-view with six men being involved in a 45-minute match than having them all six involved in a 45-minute match free to air on Raw? I mean, I wish I did the booking. Uh, we do get 4 uh, shout out to Joseph Parks, of course, Abyss, his former rival in uh, TNA, and we get Kofi to start. And I noticed the new day entrance graphics, and I think they're my favorite in in wrestling, with the little, oh, um, little, uh, uh, little, little animated, video game like
1: little, yeah, and they kind of look like Ma- the Mario Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> they look great. No, I love it. It's the most creative um, in in terms of raw for sure um you know i'd still go with bronson reed as well for um for creative uh, entrance as well when it oh, comes yeah. to his graphics
0: yeah um woods gets killed by omos uh, the camera trick used <laughs> to shoot him uh the, the the camera trick actually used to shoot this called the andre angle and basically what they do with the guy is that they shoot up to make him look more giant than he actually may be as well um and then onto the match if w were actually clever they would use the elimination as a form of entry at the chamber instead of just the winner.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> makes sense, right? Yeah. To I mean, I thought that.
0: But... Hey, what do I know? You know, uh Kofi was phenomenal forearmed out. Drew was out next. Good between the two for about twenty minutes and then a claymore. And then Jeff Hardy. Remember him, boys and girls? Um <laughs> I, I don't remember many meetings between the two, but after kind of a nice match, it was a Claymore. Uh poor Jeff. Will there be another run for him? Uh, what are your thoughts on Jeff Hardy? Do you think he needs another shot at the world title, or has he just done that at this moment in time?
1: I mean, like, I, I I actually would like that. I've got a soft spot for Jeff Hardy because, again, um, the Hardys, uh, the Hardy boys growing up for me and my sister, you know, they they were who we idolised, you know? At one point, I'm pretty sure when we were younger, at one point we wanted to be wrestlers because of them. Um, so, I've got a soft spot for Jeff and I would love to actually see him as a champion. But right now, I don't feel any sort of, not drive coming from him, but drive coming from the company to want to push him in terms of a title, at least a title that uh, as prestigious as the Universal. I think there could be another run at him with the Intercontinental um, at, at some point or the US title at some point. Um, but again, I, th- I feel like, WWE should actually continue focusing on a, a lot more younger talent, upcoming younger talent, um, rather than than continuously maybe putting uh, um, others that aren't necessarily needing to be in a title picture into that picture.
0: Well, I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Anyway, Rand, Randy Orton coming out. Randy Orton coming out next. Um, of course, he is. You know, he's a guy that deserves an opportunity, doesn't he? You know, uh, we get his entrance. An ad break, and he is still walking when we come back from the ad break. That's how long his entrance is. Um, anyway, the action resumed following a break, but it was interrupted when Alexa Bliss's face appeared in the Thunderdome audience. The distraction led Orton to be carried out, and then Sheamus, the final participant, attacked from behind and fought his former best friend around ringside area. Uh, back in, the bell rang. Sheamus punished McIntyre, digging his knee into the head and neck. Um, but Sheamus caught him with a bro kick to earn the victory um this i actually quite like this match truly great for an hour it's just a shame that we had to watch the same six basically do the same thing on pay-per-view you know
1: yeah i mean it was a good match there there is nothing to complain about it but again as you said it kind of feels like you know this is what we're getting in a couple of days time sort of thing
0: well, I even have Seamus, like, straight after the elimination of Orton, bro kick McIntyre and just, you know, get the job done there. The fact that they're, they're given the match, you know, I know Seamus needed to win. And even losing at Chamber could probably still get a yeah. match at, at Fastlane as well. But anyway, we've got the go-home show for SmackDown, or for Chamber on SmackDown, February 19th. Of course, Edge talk about his future at WrestleMania, the choice he still has to make. Reigns interrupts to make clear the main event and deserves to be uh treated as such in the head of the table and just as they got close Sami Zayn arrived. The master she just refused to be disrespected, only to take a super kit from Jey Uso Reigns walked up to Edge and whispered in his ear before wait. Now what did he whisper?
1: I mean I think he told him that his Lace was untied.
0: I thought Hail Hydra or or something like that.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> imagine if if I was Edge I would have burst out laughing so hard. <laughs>
0: just said that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, like I said, there, there's so many kind of. This is what's great about the WWE and the, obviously the universe as it was was the fact mm. that he can take that and just make so many different things. I mean, it, the possibilities yeah. are endless.
1: I mean, it, it, I I must admit, I I was going through my timeline, you know, just reading the amount of uh, <laughs> people that was having their input into what he could have said.
0: i mean i would love something basic like don't forget to get milk or you know what i mean just something nice and simple
1: (laughs) don't forget to call beth back
0: (laughs) did you turn the oven off
1: (laughs) (laughs) vince wants to see you in his office after this
0: (laughs) yeah exactly or it was like what show is this
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great
0: well, Zayn is excellent in this, and it's Edge versus Reigns at Mania, basically confirmed on SmackDown. But we'll get to it. Uh, we get Biggie on commentary. I mean, with a foot spa, the sofa, and the food, this was class.
1: Oh my gosh! Again, mood, mood. He he was just brilliant. <laughs> and his <laughs> trainers. Can I just actually point out his mint green trainers that were next to the his, the couch next to him, next to the foot spa. They were really peak. I really want them.
0: <laughs> i just what i love about biggie i love a lot of things about him obviously but the fact that you know funny doesn't equal money i've heard that for so many years and the fact that he can turn it on and turn it off and the fact is that he's, he's quite a funny guy he's humorous in himself mm. but when he wants to get serious he can and you uh, see not him get so- serious yeah uh, we got cruz versus nakamura cruz ruined the Intercontinental Champions uh tv dinner by throwing nakamura into the champ i don't know how he got over it but cruz thought he had the artist's number but nakamura caught him with a small package to win and afterwards cruz lost it attacking the artist biggie got in the way and biggie was going no just go just go more serious uh, mm. but with the stairs uh cruz attacked biggie from behind uh, and then as Biggie was laying on the outside, again, I don't mind the camera angle because you did think, oh, that's where he was as the stairs came yeah. down a second
1: time. Uh, and he had I mean, to be stretched that, is out. That type of, um, is that type of sort of camera angle that you can get behind? Because, um, you know, you, you do wonder if he was still there, you know,
0: uh, like I said, and it's uh, Biggie was great in commentary, putting over Nakamura saying he should be and It it's great for him. But this is uh, Cruz's moment. This is his bit. Uh, it's the best I was kind of wondering
1: when he was going to fully snap, and I mm-hmm. think that w- the way that they dealt with it was a was a really good way um, to handle it. Like you could just see sort of it ticking, it him contemplating it, even with Biggie telling him to stop, um, and then you just saw it go. Um, it worked perfectly, and I think it puts Cruz definitely in a, a strong, much stronger position than he's been in for a while on on the main roster.
0: Well, the thing is, like I said it's like sixth time they were going to face for the championship, and now I actually want to see that match because mm. we've got heat into it, and Cruz looks at a different man. Uh, Nakamura yeah. kind of the odd, odd man out there, but he did get a victory, and Rollins arrived as Biggie was being mm. stretched out. He sympathised with Biggie's pain and betrayal, um, and lodged a formal complaint against WWE for ruining his return, and he particularly warned Cesaro. Um, can we just? I mean, do let Seth just have matches. I mean, I'm not that into it. I don't mind his promos, but just like, like a Daniel Bryan on the hillside, just going out and putting in performances and, you know, kind of backing, backing it up in a way and saying, yeah, I might talk a lot of shit, but look what I can do in the ring, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that because the minute that he did, I must admit, I chuckled at the email, really enjoyed it. But, The minute he brought up Cesaro, I got a bit excited, you know, thinking, yeah, okay, this is a match I could get behind. But it's like, you know, do we have to have this much promo talk uh, to have a match between that? I would have quite, frankly, enjoyed Cesaro coming out and just taking him out from behind and that sparking a match there and then and just having him in the ring.
0: Yeah, I think without a doubt. And Backstage, Edge caught up with Kevin Owens, showing his respect to KF to his fight. He told Owens that he was rooting for him. King Corbin tries to tell Edge to keep out of his kingdom, but Rated R Superstar just said, new phone, who dis? Uh, the Rated R Superstar put over Cesaro <laughs> after the Swiss Cyborgs interview talked about Seth Rollins. Danny Bryan asked Edge to choose him if the Planet's Champion defeated Reigns on Sunday. I don't care what happens. We need to see Bryan versus Edge, no matter what.
1: Yeah, this needs to happen. Uh, we then get right. They're two talented men, and they both could headline um wrestlemania and everyone wants to be at that
0: one well it's a good thing as well and and then you said to brian was like you know you're part of the reason why i've made my return because you were the one that fought it you you know you got told you couldn't wrestle and you got cleared and you came back and that gave you know me hope the same thing with mm. christian as well you know and it, it is a great thing what daniel Bryan has done i don't think yeah you know, i think we'll look back in 15 20 years time and realise the effect that Daniel Bryan has. Because even with CM Punk, and don't get me wrong, I'm one of CM Punk's biggest fans, mm. during that time together, and then what Bryan has achieved since, as in coming back after being told you couldn't and doing what he's doing now, mm. it's just, it is legendary stats. But of course, everybody's a legend now. You know, everybody's a Hall of Famer. Mm. So it, it's different to kind of look at it. Uh, but with Bryan, it's just, you know, I. I like I said, I can't. With, with Brian, him, you
1: look at him and, and he does, like, look, like he comes across as someone who really does deserve that, that title of legend.
0: Without a doubt. And uh, then we rewrite squad versus Tamina and Natalia next. Billy K arrived to provide a distraction. And of course, that set up Liv Morgan to walk out, uh, walk into a side, uh, spin out side slam by Tamina. And they took out K after the match to make it clear they're not looking for the uh, third member. It is the same old shit. Um, like we talk about, gift uh peyton uh fantasy book and peyton royce to make the save and then bailey we had ding dong hello uh talk about great performance just talk about brian bailey is so brilliant at the moment because yeah she's not maybe in a high profile feud or a champion but she's hitting it out of the park every time isn't she you know
1: yeah and again it just goes to show that you don't have to have a title in the picture to make a good promo and Bailey just does it very well um i enjoyed her thoroughly during this this promo i just don't know if what follows was needed
0: <laughs> well <laughs> we see jackson basil on the show they couldn't get through the door and then reginald out to defend banks her banks arrived to remind reginald she could speak for herself and Bailey took exception to reginald and banks's comments about uh he convinced them to work together setting up a a surprise six-person tag team match. After the Hills isolated Banks to beat it down, Reginald had to tag in. Uh, he could not make a dent until the Boston ESC kicked him on top of Jax to take a surprise pinfall. And then Carmella questioned Reginald and saying that you've got to do the right thing and throw a glass of wine at his face. Um, first off, the good thoughts. Use the door. Bailey shouting out every time someone didn't use the door yeah. was great. It was just quality.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and also Bailey just wrestling in her socks because she was not prepared. Um, That was just a great moment.
0: Yeah, wearing socks and a turtleneck. Yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah. That 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 that. Um, yeah. Belair versus Banks looks set. Jackson, Baszler on every show. Um, I think that's a really good idea. And we've seen it on NXT that uh, they've come down and they're mixing up with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez yeah. as well. I think that makes sense. Um, I will say that WWE apparently hate inter- intergender wrestling, you know, and yet they're using it here to try and build the women's tag team division.
1: Where he's not needed, though, as well, is just, yeah, um, again, this this goes back to what I was saying earlier about how I'm not really sure whether, like, going with this whole Reginald thing, but I don't think it's necessary, and it, it's just kind of taken away from what the women's division can be um in my in
0: my opinion anyway i completely agree with you then we get dominic and ray versus otis and gable the dirty dogs looking on chad gable encouraged the aggression setting up Otis to hit a dive and splash on ray with uh, dom already out of the way dominic had to help his father to the back wheezing in pain uh so it looks like dominic and ray are going to be tag team champions at wrestlemania the tag team division isn't stacked you've got gable and uh, otis who are now hills apparently you've got the street profits you've got the dirty dogs and now you've got dom and ray uh why are WWE just so shit at tag team wrestling
1: <laughs> because of they that you rather focus on you know sort of it, it it always is like sort of the the same few people for a certain amount of months. So, for for example, if I just give you like the most recent brawl that took place last night, Bobby Lashley had his entrance music like two or three times, yet not one of the women, even though there were quite a few women's matches, and there was Oscar, who is the champion, who had matches. Not any of them got their entrances. Do you see what I mean? Like they 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 don't focus anything on, on the tag team division and you can t- just tell how rushed together it is. It's a bit of a disappointment really because they've got such great teams but I don't know what they're doing but they're, they're, they're just kind of repeating and recycling, repeating and recycling and that's that's not very good for the division because if you don't get to see all the all of the decent tag teams, all you see is the same view.
0: Yeah, I completely agree and then the main events are Owens and Brian versus Jay, Zane and Corbin. Uh, just before the match, Brian and Cesare question whether Owens would turn on them. Lucky he had all his past partners and Edge joined commentary to scout the potential competition. Corbin took the most awkward of swing and then Zayn hit a blue thunder bomb, went to top rope. However, it was the Masters' his last mistake. Brian caught him with a suplex into a yes lock for a quick tap out by Zayn. Everyone in the match went after each other after the bell until Uso speared. Uh, Edge followed by Reigns catching the rated R superstar with a spear on his own. It was a good match, and while the spear was a surprise, why do it on the go-home-for-chamber?
1: Mm. I mean, yeah. I think they were just trying to build it up, really build up the excitement, weren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think
0: that's what they tried to do. It
1: yeah. Didn't.
0: Um, but anyway, now now it's time for the main event of the podcast, not the 21st. It is the Elimination Chamber. What better way to kick off Then with kickoff, our kickoff panel, Charlie Caruso. She's become a safe pair of hands. Booker T, Pete Rosenberg, and JBL with slick hair. There is nice rapport between them. They stand and, you know, run through Smackdown Chamber first. Booker saying stuff like, throw caution to the wind tonight. Like, they never do that, you know. But, hey. Um, Even the kickoff panel thinks Roman Reigns is going to (laughs) win. Like, there's not anybody who is trying to, you know, set up a little bit. Um, yeah. it was quite It's quite funny Pete Rosenberg talking about his wrestling career because obviously he's a former 24-7 uh, champion now and then we see a Cesaro promo and the Cesaro promo I think confused a few people uh, especially on the panel I think maybe a few people watching because he was talking about uh, shots of espresso and all this kind of stuff he actually is a huge coffee fan he loves the stuff mm. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you know social media where he just talks about he, how much he loves coffee. He talks about coffee.
1: it a lot on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, us Uber fans would know this, but um, yeah, that's a good thing to point out that uh, his promos are very much like really they've they've got a lot of personality of himself that comes through. Um, and the way he gives off these promos, he's just so good.
0: Yeah, I think that' doubt Booker says he needs to get meaner. Uh, But don't they always say that? And then Charlie says, Lee, Keith Lee is injured and unable to compete. That's a damn shame about Keith Lee. He was replaced in the US title match. Uh, What were your thoughts on Keith Lee? I mean, like I said, I don't know what the the story. I mean, they're saying that he's injured, Mm. but it's obviously he's not been well because he missed the rumble. He missed Chamber. It's a horrible time Mm. for him for this to happen to him, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially when we we know that there are some complications uh, with his partner, Mia Yim, who um, they've just uh, become engaged. So congratulations to them. Um, But I I was really disappointed to hear this. um, And and my first thought, first and foremost, was I really hope that um, this is something that's an easy recovery for Keithy. He's not suffering or anything like that. Um, But it did also kind of make me uh, wonder what route they were gonna what route they were gonna take next, um especially with regards to maybe this potentially changing the outcome of, of the US title triple threat that was to be.
0: Well this is the they first said that the replaced US title match, uh, he will be replaced by the win of the fatal four way match with Mustafa Ali Ricochet Elias and john morrison and mvp says it doesn't matter who wins which again i can't do it justice how cool mvp looked there uh jbl yeah. lights up pete rosenberg and then billy k asks mvp to be in the hurt business uh and he said i'll have a look at these and i won't be in touch and she's like okay ow which i think is quite a nice touch we get no oscar versus lacey of course she is pregnant um Panel pick Gessler Daddy, which probably might not be the best uh, game to play. No that, um,
1: no, that didn't really sit well. <laughs> it was a really awkward little skit to watch. And I was glad that Charlie bypassed it really quickly, to be honest, because that wasn't aging well at all. Um, so I didn't want it to go any further. But what did bu- bug me is the fact that the, the panel acted as if there was potentially still going to be a match with Oscar having someone new. Turn up to the trailer to challenge, uh, t- to the um, chamber to challenge her. Um, and then, I'm sorry, but just spoiler alert, throughout the whole of the elimination chamber, Oscar's name is never mentioned. So it's like, yeah, why, I mean, why, go, why go down that route? Why not just tell us there and then that therefore she cannot have a match? It, it just really bothered me.
0: <laughs> well, like you say, um, Charlie said, uh, who will face Oscar later? She will put the title on the line you know so charlie's confirmed mm, that she did kick off um you know and, again, the, we'll and, into- and
1: you know the, the inner little girl inside me was really praying that like rhea ripley was just gonna walk out and just be like it's me you know that would have been actually really awesome and i would have been super happy with that <laughs>
0: well that'd be great but it's disgusting treatment of the women's champion and especially on raw, again, yes as as we see I, I what what is i mean let's try and deep dive into this quickly what are the reasonings? Because after a while, it starts making you think: Is it because she's, you know, Japanese? Is it because maybe her promos? Is it because she's just too a reliable hand that they can they can get away with this kind of treatment of her?
1: I feel like there's a part of me that just really believes they don't know how to uh, handle put, uh, doing a promotion with her because she's more Japanese heavy than English heavy when it comes to speaking wise. So they don't know how to book her when it comes to promos. And I think that is truly the case. And it's really sad because you just don't see any effort put in to her when she puts so much effort into carrying the division and, and, and look at the following she's got. She's got so many people that recognize how good she is. Even, even the likes of Bianca Belair is actually pointing this out and yet still creative, vince or wwe themselves they don't want to actually admit that and actually do something with it run run with her you know they they don't want to let oscar lose if anything they're not rescued ready for oscar and do you know what if she had if she left and then joined the likes of aew i'm telling you now there would be it would be another it would be a female version of what's happening with john john moxie and and how much he's risen up just being allowed to be himself
0: oscar's done it to spite wwe she's done everything to it despite and in spite i reckon because if you look at yep. the kind of the way her and nakamura both treated when they you know like I said both won the royal rumble both come up you know, short. You,
1: you think that like you know that was there that was the best opportunity for wwe to capitalize on what was the height of nakamura and oscar you had nakamura who had one of the best i've i've seen so far um wrestlemania entrances when it comes to live music and getting everyone involved regardless of race or kind of just like honing in on him you had the hype of an undefeated oscar coming up from nxt that they could have run with and still probably continued on with if they'd have actually done this they could have actually elevated um themselves as a company even farther had they gone down other routes and it is such a shame to see how they continuously let down both of them to be honest continuously
0: well this is the thing i mean the matches that ember moon and oscar had in nxt when the street was on the line was personally for me as as exciting as a kind of undertaker wrestlemania street match because you You know it was
1: it was i think it was um me hearing a lot of my friends talking about the the um, Oscar being undefeated and on NXT and the build-up to the, that match that actually made me start looking at NXT more and actually thinking they've got a lot of potential on NXT. And that's when I picked up watching NXT. It was because of Ember Moon versus Oscar. And it's like, you know, WWE, forget that, but the fans don't.
0: No, without a doubt. But you, you think about her not winning the Rumble, uh, you think about being the has been, and still multiple time, you know, Royal Women's Champions, back then Women's Champion, be in this position, because the, the, the women's division at the moment is stacked in NXT, yeah. in, in WWE, the, the amount of talent, and yet is it any surprise that Oscar is is close to the top or at the top each time, and again it's something that we're not going to see or when we look back upon in t- 10 years' time, I think, because Oscar's changed it, if you look at the now, With uh, in NXT, you know, the door wouldn't have been opened if Oscar wasn't such a success.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed, agreed. And I just want to take a moment because WWE couldn't be fucking bothered to talk about their women's champion, Oscar, on the pay-per-view. So I thought we'd take a little bit of time just to kind of show our respect and love for one of the greatest wrestlers not just female yes. one of the greatest wrestlers that i personally have seen you
1: know? <laughs> preach i actually agree and i think you are doing me a huge favor right now because then i don't sound like a broken record each month That it, and it's coming from you first but i agree with this a hundred percent she is she is like the the underrated wrestler that will continue shining regardless as to whether or not wwe want to accept it or not
0: Yeah, it's I literally turned into like the pipe bomb, then you know, and and also will still be champ (laughs) even after a man is dead, you know, after his stupid son in law and daughter. Yeah, there you go, you know, anyway. (laughs) anyway, Um, Deville is on the panel talking about the women's division. The street profits pop up and they're asking Sonia for a tag rematch. She thinks they're being rude, they apologize. This was weird. Is every tag team turning hill, or is Sonia Deville just a (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know because of I could sense some, some real hostility coming from both of them, you know. And I was like, is this turning into some sort of storyline that we're gonna get where like, you know, Sonia becomes like sort of the 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 um discrimination GM, you know, that that's gonna <laughs> just start withholding stuff because of the way that they, she got called out by them and stuff like that. So there's potential for a storyline to get down, uh, get between there. But um, that being said, I also want to do a bit of a shout-out to Miss Sonya Deville, who I am so happy to see back on, on WWE television. But at the same time, I am super gutted that she is not back in within the ring. And I am hoping that this is just a temporary phase because if I, I do not want to see her, uh, again, kind of like a, a lot like uh, Samoa Joe, kind of become complacent within either commentating or becoming a yeah. GM. I am waiting for Sonia's moment to actually shine herself as a champion, as a women's champion. And I think that she's got great personality and a, a lot of strength in the ring. Um, at one time, um, I was really raving for a feud between Sonia and Shayna. Um, and I felt like that we would get that, especially coming from, two, from both from MMA background. Um, I thought that would have been a great feud. Um, so I'm really hoping that this is still going to be a temporary phase uh, for Sonya.
0: Well, I love uh, you know, Sonya Deville. You know, I, 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 is super talented. I mean, to make me interested in Mandy Rose, you've got to do something, you know, uh, yeah. but I, I, I feel, I mean, again, just quickly, you know, talk about Mandalorian. And of course, I think that's happened there. I think Sonya Deville would fit that perfectly. You know, if yeah, she was given yeah, a role.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And I would 100% get behind this booking. That would be amazing to see her like that. Uh,
0: so we get uh, Smojo, Byron Saxon, Tom Otof Phillips on commentary for the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, so we're going to start off the action on the show We get Ricochet nailing Ali with a drop kick As soon as the match started Morrison and Elias formed a union But the one and only was able to send both men out of the ring Ali prevented him from jumping out onto him With a roll up for a two count last used his size advantage to mentally control All three opponents for all four men were involved In a net breaker spot That led Ali getting a near fall That was actually really good wasn't it It
1: <laughs> yeah, really was Well it was, it was quite an exciting moment It I had you on your feet a little bit there
0: and then Elias came close to win with a chokeslam, but when he tried to hit Ricochet with powerball, Morrison took him out with a springboard kick to the face. Start missed, and then Ricochet started to build up a head of steam as he took out Ali and Elias at the same time. And at this point, I'm saying, come on, Ricochet. You, come on, son. You, you can get this done yeah, now. you got this. Uh,
1: You've got this. He
0: got this. And he hit the 450, and I'm going, yeah! And then those bastards, those bastards yeah. <laughs> managed uh, to pull them out. Um, and then Rick went diving but got caught and bombed. and while Retribution was busy to, uh, taking out ricochet at ringside Morrison took the advantage and rolled up Elias for the win what were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Oh I was so enjoying it to be honest it was um, really refreshing to see both um, Ollie and John Morrison and their high-flying moments um, with, within it uh, and I I was thoroughly enjoying it up until the roll up pin. I just, I'm really just kind of get over. I'm over the roll up pin. I've had enough. It, it, there's no need for it. You've got some decent wrestlers in the ring. Why can't we just have a decent finish? And it's a pay per view event as well. John Morrison deserves better than that. And I just think that overall, uh, that that win was just kind of like a cheated win. Um, I felt like it would have actually been really good for Ricochet to have been in that match. And I, I was really thinking that that was going to be the case in the end. I wanted Ali to win, but I felt like Ricochet could have won. Um, and yeah, I was a bit gutted for Ricochet, to be honest, especially with then what you see what happens to him on ball in a squash match, basically. Like, it just makes you just feel really bad bad for him because he had a, a great run in, and, and a great showcase in that match.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, it's a damn shame and uh, I've talked about Daniel Bryan, I've talked about Oscar, but Ricochet, again, is one of the best of his generation. The stuff that that guy can do. Now, a lot of wrestlers nowadays um, will, you know, what the stuff they do in the ring is only because of what Ricochet did first and, and uh, and you know, credit to a lot of other people out there, you know, Will Ospreay's or even like John Morrison and stuff like this, but Ricochet is a guy who yeah. can it's he's? I mean, my way they should have booked him, and again, I don't want to go for rant here, but would have been like you know, Rey Mysterio, even in uh, when he first like kind of debuted in WWE, I've kind of been this kind of amazing guy or this guy that could do amazing things and being put in the position, just enjoy watching him work against these great guy you know, great athletes as opposed to sticking them on velocity and being like, well, Mysterio can go against Jamie Noble because he's a cruiserweight, you know, and, and I just feel they've missed a There is still time though, isn't there? You know,
1: there is. And I think that there's still potential in Ricochet to get that push that he deserves, especially with how he has been treated in, in the past. Um, you know, especially like let's not discuss Saudi Arabia because that was just, you know, playing cruel. Um But yeah, I think, I think um, with, their, with the decision that they went with with John Morrison, the only reason why I feel a little bit disappointed with that is, is because I do I, I'm ready for John Morrison to actually be like taken seriously and in less of a jokey type of role that he's in, sort of playing Mrs. Psychic at this point. So I think uh, there was disappointment from me coming from me. For John Morrison's win, and not because I don't like John Morrison, I really do. it was more because I feel like he actually should be sprouting his own wings um and he was only like sort of like he was the one chosen to take the pin in 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 the upcoming match, so it's just kind of yeah just it, it felt like it didn't do anything for him even winning that fatal four Do you know what I mean there was no payoff in 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 my opinion.
0: Well, that's the problem because you had that problem, with Morrison. We, had, we talked about Ricochet. Ali looked like just looked stupid because you shouldn't lose a match when you've got three or four guys trying to fucking help you at ringside, you know. Uh, I know he, yeah. he lost his shit in all that, like it just it looked, it looked stupid. And also Elias. Elias is the epitome of WWE building stars. It could, he's yeah. in exactly the same position. Basically, since his debut, and yeah, you know, people can go, "Oh, at WrestleMania, he uh, rubbed shoulders, with, you know, John Cena," and but what has he really done exactly? Is that
1: actually? A... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Are you actually? Are you actually expecting me to answer that? Because right now, I can't." And that's, I, I don't. That feels mean, like as if we're laughing at the situation but we're n- but it's not it's more a case of like your proof you've just proved your question you know
0: <laughs> it's it's just I, you know it's like has he been around four or five years has he actually done anything but anyway like talk about the match not a bad match at all um out of five i gave that three and three quarters out of five what did you score it
1: 3.5
0: and the uh, predictions well the double were challenged by yourself um <laughs> which W, w and I have had shockers recently when it comes to predictions, but uh, let's see if it proves here. Uh, w and R went ricochet. You went Mustafa Rally, And of course, Morrison wins. So it is a zero zero as we head into the, the main show poll wise. Morrison got 37% of that vote uh, and more panel just in time for your Shucky ducky quack quack moment. And then raw chamber to end. We had no, our truth. Uh, because, obviously, he's not 24-7 champ at the moment. So, yeah, he had, he had nothing to do. But I kind of missed him on the kickoff panel, weirdly enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, I, I did expect to see him, actually, even on Saturday Night Live. um, Because I knew Bad Bunny was going to be on there. So, I had expected something to maybe take place between them. But, yeah, no, nothing even on the panel.
0: And then Charlie Caruso and Pete Rosenberg ruined the ending of the entire show by saying... And Pete's going, do you know what? I see, I see the Miz cashing in. I, I see him as champ. And Charlie's going, yeah, yeah, I, we, uh, yeah. Miz is going to cash in. They're both going, yeah, Miz is cashing in. And then the kickoff ends, and I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding me?
1: Like, yeah. I mean, I, I did actually turn around to my sister and say, Miz is cashing in. <laughs> it's not. Like...
0: It's like, back in the day, Gorilla Monster. No, because honestly,
1: it does make sense. After they said that, like, it does make sense. Like, why the fuck would The Miz actually (laughs) pull out of the potentially having a championship match when he already has the briefcase? But now he's not in that match. So why is he not in that match? Because you don't want to get Brock up, like, throughout the whole of the elimination chamber, and then accidentally get pinned by one of five other guys. No, he wanted to cash in the minute that, like, whoever comes out on top, whoever's the winner is going to, like, seek it. Like, they basically spelled it out for us, like, right, as we were going into the pay-per-view. So everyone knew it was happening before it happened. So it it really was no surprise to me, literally no surprise to me, uh, the minute I heard his music.
0: Well, this is the thing that makes me laugh, is is the fact that, like I said, back in the day, Gorilla Monsoon, obviously, uh, WWE legend and commentary, used to really wind Vince McMahon up, because every time they'd ask him for his pick, he'd always give the winner of the actual match, because he knew who the winner was, because he didn't want to look like an idiot. Now, that's fair enough, but when you're constantly just... And you got to think, maybe Rosenberg, when he went backstage and you know got looked at by Vince McMahon, going, why did you just give away the show? Or maybe... It was W's way of saying, let's, you know, have you on. But again, I just, it, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be asked, if I'm on a panel and they're going, who do you think is going to win? And I know the result. I will say, well, do you know what? I think tonight, you know, um, Cesaro will definitely, no, oh, not Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro will win. I, I think uh, McIntyre will lose the time. You just try and make it a little bit more entertaining. Damn you, kickoff. Yeah. Anyway, on to the main <laughs> show. What was your excitement level for the event? And what was the match you were most looking forward to?
1: Um, I, I would probably, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that I had a high excitement level. Um, I was quite, I'd say I was probably out of 10, I'd say I was about five. I was half and half. Um, however, I was really looking forward to the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. I was really looking forward to seeing who was going to win the Elimination Chamber to have a match with Roman.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, we get the opening promo, it's the standard stuff. The show are you a fan of the elimination chamber concept and the match type in itself
1: i am i actually think it's a, it was a really fun idea and i remember when it was kind of even first introduced not as a pay-per-view but just as a, as um you know the match itself um and it was always exciting because you, you always wanted to know who was going to be coming in next especially when you have just as many heels as you'd have um faces um but, yeah, like I think this, out of both the Elimination Chamber matches that were being advertised, this was the one that I was most anticipating.
0: I mean, it's funny, though, because, um, you know, Michael Cole's there going, it's the 27th Chamber match. And, of course, Triple H came up with the concept. I know Eric Bischoff did appear on TV, but it's definitely Triple H. And I'm going, does it really, Triple H's accomplishments does it really matter if people confuse mm. Bischoff coming up with it with Triple H? And it just when you hear something out, like you go, "Oh God, that is just so." Um, yeah. We start with we start with a match you're looking forward to the most, which is SmackDown. We see Owens and Zayn talking smack in the pods, and it's great because Zayn's character has changed so much over this past year or so that when they're and I'm going, "Oh, of course, we had this whole they've been connected." And now Zayn's kind of finally got himself a little bit separate from Owens, even though they're on the same show, you know? Mm. And uh, the beauty with Jey Uso is after his wars with Roman, you don't bat an eyelid at him being in the Elimination Chamber.
1: Well, I mean, like, you, you've just got to look at his history, really. I mean, he, he's been in um, Elimination Chamber tag team matches, and they've just been brilliant. So, I mean, after seeing him as in Hell in a Cell against Roman, you just know that even as a standalone and um, without his brother, it's going to be great.
0: And then Owen headbutted the plexiglass. I bet he regretted that later. Uh, and then we get another promo about the match, just in case we weren't sure what we were going to watch. They hit us with another one about the chamber. And then uh, we start off with the action. Simon and Daniel Bryan started in the ring while Baron Corbin, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn took the place in the chamber pods the yes man and the swiss superman stuck with a basic exchange. they didn't rely on the chamber right away they kept the match in the ring and focused on the basics brian was the first to send his opponent out to the ring and followed up with a flying knee from the top turnbuckle they kept going back and forth without one man taking control for too long there were some lovely exchanges for this you could watch an iron man match couldn't you you know
1: yeah i mean i it, again it was really it was really fun
0: well first one out corbin and he came in and drove Cesaro into the side of the pod. The lone wolf immediately took control of the two tired competitors. He applied both of them with deep six, but couldn't get the job done. Brian began to favour his knee after Corbin started to focus on it. Sara and Brian would occasionally get some offence, but Corbin dominated the action until Zayn entered the match. He tried to hold the door to his pod shut, but Sara pulled him out from the other side, before smashing him back and forth in the pod, which I thought was brilliant. He's like, bang, 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 bang,
1: bang. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh,
0: Zane missed their Louvre kick and hit the pod holding Owens. Zane ended up on top of Uso's pod and Cesaro climbed up to join him. The great Liber- uh, Liberator tried to climb the wall to get away, and his first Superman followed to send him <laughs> crashing <laughs> yeah. to the floor.
1: Um, yeah, that, that was hilarious. It was just the way that he, that Cesaro just kind of chased up after him. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing is, the camera missed a fall to begin with, but it did look good on replay with Zayn kind of splatting. Yeah. And then Cesaro, and then Cesaro doing a full pull-ups on the chamber just to show off as well, you know?
1: I mean, you, you, you kind of got her when it's your moment to shine, so I, I was all here for it. I think, Cesaro?
0: <laughs> uh, Cesaro uh, then eliminated Corbin with a shoot right before Owens was released. So my question to you, what, the, what, was, uh, what's my language? what was the point... Of Baron Corbin in this match.
1: Um, yeah, beats me. I, I, I I'm trying so hard not to always bash on Corbin because I always feel like I'm, I'm bashing on him every episode I'm in of yours. But at the same time, there, he's got, he's got no real reason to, to actually be in that match, you know? I mean, I felt like he was just the one that was. Uh, the the most out of place seeing there
0: well just have a blow up doll or sank in the chamber if you want to fill the pod just have that I mean I've seen Bushi have a great match with a doll before so I mean maybe that's a possibility I just thought what is the point like Corbin you've done nothing you've not added anything to the match you've not done anything what's the point anyway Saint tried to form a team with KO but the prizefighter ran in from pod to pod after taking down with a clothesline. I love Sami Zayn going, "What are you out?" <laughs> as he's actually getting thrown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, triple ca- triple cannonballs. There's a huge uppercut, a running knee, a pop-up power bomb, all just in time for Jay, who was the last man to win the match and went right for Owens. They brought around the chamber. Owens then moonsaulted off the top of the pod onto everyone. Uh, which, again, for a man his size, boy, can he fly. I wasn't expecting
1: that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That was just such a high-flying moment. And, um, again, you know, it just kind of takes you back to remembering how he just jumped off the WrestleMania sign and just (sighs) (laughs) went for it.
0: Well, I doubt and then you hit a stunner on brian stunner to cesaro the halluva kick dodge stunner to Zane and eliminates him from the match and then as zayn left the chamber also used the door to crush Owens' arm and pin him in place for a series of super kicks he hit a big splash to and eliminate ko statement made that was unbelievable
1: yeah yeah i mean at, at that point you didn't you didn't, you didn't see it coming.
0: <laughs> it was, it was crazy, you know. Like uh, Uso get the victory. It's I know people say, is that the biggest win that he's had? I mean, because to beat Owens, it's quite a big, like, to talk about a statement.
1: I mean, definitely for sure, especially when you know that Roman has been having these consistent problems with with um, KO. That's that's definitely got to be one for. for for everyone to be checking out on Jay. Uh, If I was his brother, I would definitely, I'm being a twin myself. I would definitely want to be returning soon to start making some moments for myself. Otherwise I'm going to be underestimated.
0: (laughs) Well, Uso stomped on Brian's injured knee before Cesaro wiped him out with an uppercut. Great exchange again between Cesaro and Brian who had been in there for 30 minutes. Cesaro swung Brian around with his bad leg to Uso hit with a super kick. He announced Cesaro a big splash for the pin to score another elimination so cesaro was eliminating at this point i'm thinking is it going to be jay's night
1: i mean i i I certainly started to think that way especially when you know jay came out again came out of nowhere um first off with that kick and then just getting um getting um cesaro out it was a major shock i honestly thought it was going to be cesaro for uh the win uh, during this elimination chamber. So yeah, it came as a certain shock to me. And I, I certainly then started to believe it was going to be Jay that won it.
0: Well, could he get the the big win? He hit the splash to Brian but failed to get the pin. He then tried a second splash from the top of the pod, but Brian got his knees up. The yes man and then hit the running knee for the pin and the win. Uh what were your thoughts on this matchup?
1: Um okay it was my it was probably yeah it was my favourite Elimination Chamber match for sure. Um, I thought there was just so much um opportunity for for each of them to have showcased themselves really well. Um, maybe apart from Randy Orton, who um why am I talking about Randy Orton? I meant Baron Corbin, sorry, um, who I didn't really feel kind of had any relevance to to the match, but for me it was uh, a, a great match and I thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. Brian was favourite to win the Rumble, and when he didn't, we were really pissed off. And then we're, I was surprised that he won the Chamber. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, really uh, You know, maybe shouldn't have been. Um, Incredibly, though, this is his third Elimination Chamber win, so he might be one of the most, if if not the most successful, one of the most successful people in Chamber history. Um, obviously I thought,
1: it, I thought it was twice. I, I didn't realise it was three times. I thought it was his uh, second win. So you corrected me
0: there. Uh, no, it's, um, I might, I might be wrong, but I think it happened once. It was a Wednesday. No, uh, but the chamber, <laughs> the chamber has, <laughs> the chamber has changed. They've padded the outside, which now makes sense because it was killing wrestlers. Uh, but what a performance from Cesaro! Really, really enjoyable. If you're scoring it out of five, what would you give it?
1: Um, I gave it a four.
0: I'm gonna give it a four and a half because I'm watching the match in. And you ever watch the match? You go, I'm really actually enjoying this. Like, and it's taking, <laughs> like, I go, I'm really liking this. Uh, and then obviously the finish, and you go, do you know what? That was actually a really good match.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: Uh, prediction wise, we both went for Cesaro, so we are naught for two at this moment in time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poll wise, uh, Cesaro got fifty four percent. The winner, Daniel Bryan, got 29%. And then Bryan faces Reigns. And Roman Reigns' music hit as soon as the chamber was lifted off the ring. Bryan looked worn out. But when the Universal Champion rushed at him to hit a spear, he took him down into the Yes Lock. And at one point, I did think, oh, is he going to get the job done? But Roman Reigns managing to break the grip. And maybe if Bryan hadn't wrestled for 35 minutes, he wouldn't have been able to and get out of it. Hitting Bryan with a powerbomb before applying a guillotine choke. The ref called for the Bell with his opponent unable to respond. Um, What were your thoughts on this?
1: See, I was really disappointed with this because I (laughs) presumed that this match had come first so that the winner would be able to relax and have a bit of a break before facing Roman. So I was really disappointed and I felt as a fan cheated because, you know, as we said before, this was like a WrestleMania type worthy match. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns and I'm certainly not um complaining at the fact that Daniel Bryan won the Elimination Chamber but to have had such a um as lesser impact with the outcome um towards it, it it's really disappointing because as you said like you know for a split second you thought there that you might be able to counter it um but then it's over in a matter of minutes and I I felt I felt like we were regard regarding like sort of the match status of the pay-per-view event and how we weren't able to get you know our our raw women's champion even in a match let alone having our Smackdown's women women's champion um, defending her title Uh, you know we were then also cheated out of a, a really what could have been such a decent match, such a great
0: match. Well the thing is, is that if you short for time, I mean don't get me wrong, I-, I love the two and a half hour runtime on the Elimination Chamber, but if you need a match filled and it would make sense for Reigns to come out and then Pierce to say, Oh no, you're not going to take advantage of him right now. Wait until the end of the show and then you'll have your chance. You know, so give Brian another hour yeah. or so to recover and make it a little yeah. bit more competitive. Um, yeah. but it did, it did feel a little bit different, but again, what was the point? Brian Lowe did not quit passing out, not tapping out or getting pinned. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean I was
1: kind uh, of happy with the outcome of that, you know, it kind of protects him. But again, at the same time, it's just something that could have been um, easily like just a great match in itself. If they'd have just allowed, as you said, like maybe Adam to come out and say, no, you're not taking advantage like this.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, even though it wasn't a proper match, it was, I was going to say, basically standard.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of the match itself, I was extremely disappointed, so I'm giving it a 2.5. Um,
0: and then prediction-wise, both at range, so we got our first point of the night. We are one <laughs> out of three. Get in there. Yay. We're meant to be competing against each other as opposed to against the show, but at the moment, I'll take it. And <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and then no poll that W&I have ever released has had a hundred percent, but Roman Reigns had a hundred percent of the vote. Kind of oh, no surprise.
1: That makes sense. that makes yeah. Sense. yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And as he celebrated his win, Reigns was speared out of his boots by Edge, the Rated R superstar, mm-hmm. pointing to the WrestleMania 37 sign as Pyro ran off to signal the men's Royal Rumble winner has made his choice of opponents and there is your wrestlemania main event right or wrong it is set in stone what were your thoughts
1: yeah i mean i saw this coming but i was also glad that we now got confirmation of this so that we can actually start finally doing some decent promo work um uh, al- alongside you know just setting up other matches you know now that we ha- had this sort of thing confirmed This does mean that we can start, you know, going in that direction with Edge and Roma, but we can also start focusing on building other matches.
0: Yeah, I think without a doubt. I mean, Edge and Rain should be good, but they don't need each other. You know, I mean, Edge couldn't be put against anybody on that roster. Personally, I would have rather seen someone that maybe hadn't reached the top of the mountain yet to make that story a little bit better. But, you know, and I tell you what, they were lucky to have the fireworks ready for when he pointed out that sign, weren't he? You know, like Yeah,
1: I know, I know. It's it's as if they didn't you know they planned it. (laughs) Yes.
0: Um we do get an advert after that, after all the shenanigans of uh Sasha Banks on the Stone Cold podcast, which actually looks quite good. Um and then we he needs to calm down talking about Bad Bunny. I know Bad Bunny is doing a lot at the moment, but Michael Cole. He's very, very excitable. Maybe more excitable about yeah. Bad Bunny than he has been about Sasha Banks.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's getting a little excessive. But it, it's starting to kind of uh, oversee, like, you know, uh, JR as a stone-cold obsession.
0: Yeah, a doubt. And then uh, Bad Bunny's backstage with Sonya, and the Miz is asking what he's doing here. And Bunny said, you ain't the champ, and slapped him. And then when he turned back, Priest was there. And I think that was the best bit of the whole... When I saw Priest, I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to try that, are you, big man? um again i mean what are your thoughts because uh bad bunny i mean i could go down a dark road here if i'm not careful with celebrities in wrestling but it is a positive thing that's going on at the moment isn't it
1: it is i mean personally i uh i have known that that bad bunny has always been a wrestling fan so i've always been appreciative of um you know uh Sort of even what seeing him kind of tweet and and talk about wrestling mm-hmm. um, and how a huge a fan he is. Um, I personally don't have a problem with him yet. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes because there's a lot of talk about him having a match at WrestleMania. So I mean, if he looks good in the ring, then I feel like things will pay off. Especially because right now, you know, especially especially with it's st- things still being up in the air with the pandemic. I get it if they're not really kind of having him sort of like fully break into it. We also don't know if he's looking to f- like go full time with that sort of thing. Um, but they got to do more than just be giving him this 24-7 title. I mean, like otherwise he's just going to already be seen as a joke right from the start. So I hope this isn't something like that's going to continue on where it's mainly going to be Damien Priest being his bodyguard and things like that. I don't want this to get to a um a a long conclusion, you know, like something's got to, uh, got to happen between for the for. For, for this to sort of pay off
0: Well WWE has a problem of not Seizing momentum when a wrestler's got it And also when a wrestler has sometimes Got it is to tweak it To, to start making them more annoying You know and that's my problem With Bad Bunny as well the fact is If they, they keep doing what they're doing A lot of you know awful fans Start turning what they thought was principally A good idea into something that shouldn't Be but up next to talk about Annoying things uh, bro It's a US title it's uh, Riddle, Lashley and Morrison uh, in the United States Total Triple Threat Match. And Lashley received some pyro for his entrance to battle Riddle and Morrison. Um, Joma backed off as soon as the bell rung so he, might, he could go after the original bro. Morrison acted like he was going to work with Lashley, but the total holder... Was not having it. He threw his opponents around like they were nothing. He flung Riddle out to the ring and sent Morrison flying onto the open into the barricade. Riddle tried to jump onto Lashley from the steps, but the powerhouse caught him and threw him to the ground. Riddle and Morrison tried to make an alliance, but New nuts Lashley uh, easily took out both at once. They were able to corner the champ, getting a few shots where he came back and destroyed them. Lashley looked fantastic in this matchup, didn't
1: he? <laughs> yeah, he really did. He really did.
0: I mean, I don't like Matt Riddle, but to be pick him up and throw him across the ring and stuff was just... Uh, Morrison and Riddle had a nice exchange of strikes and takedowns after they temporarily took Lashley out. Riddle hit the floating bro, I hate saying that, on the almighty, and Morrison followed up with Starship Payne. But the champion kicked out of two. Morrison's face was like, what the hell is this monster? And then Riddle used every piece crutch to attack Lashley after um, Lashley had the hurt lock in on uh, Morrison, hit him with a crutch sent lashley out and then he hit the bro Derek for the win the new united states champion uh what are your thoughts on this
1: i didn't really care for this match i knew morrison was actually just put in there for the for to take the uh the pin um i just kind of felt that on on a whim already and i felt to myself like keith lee is not here and i feel like bobby lashley might be gearing up for a different type of title uh, so I kind of felt that he could potentially lose it. Um, I'm, again, I'm not happy with the win. Um, so, yeah, I've not got much to say on on it.
0: Well, no, I was about to say, the old pin the guy that's not the champion win. And every triple yeah. threat or multi-man match that I do predictions, I always say to anybody that will listen, the whole point of a multi-man match is that the champion will usually retain and i say usually and of course riddle went over in this one the 175 day reign over but he looks great did lashley and i can't remember the last time i said this about a us or an intercontinental title run is that he's ended stronger than he started
1: yeah for sure yeah. because he just looked like an absolute beast when um when he kind of when john morrison was pinned
0: yeah i mean and he's just I don't know if he's added more veins or what it is, but like his neck and face now is just kind of, I say bulging. I've got to be careful, but you know what I mean? It's just, it literally is. Yeah. Um, but obviously you. Vince likes bro. Bobby is furious and Jomo is an afterthought out of five. Um, what were your score out of five for that match?
1: I'll give it a three.
0: I'm going to give it a three and a half just because, uh, hopefully it builds to something else. If it doesn't, I'll go back and change it, it'll be fine. Um so <laughs> predictions, uh we both went for Bobby one out of four when it comes to the pay-per-view itself. Um poll-wise, Lashley got 48%, Riddle only got 13% of the vote.
1: Yeah, and I think that was kind of how everyone wanted it to go. So I don't really I didn't really see many people really being particularly happy with the outcome because
0: yeah, Matt Riddle's just such a I mean he's a I've said this before and again I don't want to keep having a go at Matt Riddle but he's just so unlikable and just everything he does and he's a good worker but even the flip-flops and the the, the wrestling and bare feet which I don't know why it bothers me so much but it's just the whole the the brew
1: like I just ugh, you know I think, I think that, um I think WWE's just run it to the ground To be honest, they've they've just kind of made an irritation out of it.
0: Just I don't know. But uh, moving on, say that won't annoy me as much. The women's tag team title match. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, So here we go. We've got Reginald. Interrupted an interview with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to say he was putting a bottle of champagne on ice to celebrate their eventual victory. The Women's Royal Rumble winner said they might also need it to celebrate her making a decision about who she will challenge at WrestleMania. Oh, could it be Oscar? I mean, wouldn't this be a fucking brilliant place to maybe put Oscar and say, you know, oh, I'll watch the matchup because, yes, I am Raw Women's champion and I can scout you for Mania.
1: Exactly, but no, no, we're asking too much there.
0: Back to it. Belair and Jax began for their teams and tried to overpower each other. The EST of WWE talked to opponent before tagging the boss. The chances of a slight miscommunication, but it led to Belair using Banks as a weapon to take out Jax, which I didn't actually mind. Basil and Jax were able to take control um, as the Queen of Space started focusing on her arm to soften her up for the submission. The champions kept the boss isolated for a couple of minutes while keeping themselves fresh With quick tags. Banks got a burst of offence, scored a few near falls. Blair hit a face bust, and Banks followed up with a fog splash for a close two count. ESD hit the KOD, but Jax pulled her out of the ring to prevent the pin. And then Reginald came out as the boss locked Jax in the bank statement. He tried to give Banks a bottle to use as a weapon, and the ref saw it. Jax took advantage of the distraction and hit Banks with a finisher for a win to retain tag team titles. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, see, this is where I was worried the route was gonna go. I wasn't too impressed and overly excited at this match in the first place because I mean i i I'm again I'm gonna just uh, complain and be a stickler, but i I'm just not one for enjoying the the women's champion on either roster. Kind of being involved with the tag team titles. Like, there's no need for that when we have a plethora of women that we could be using and elevating. So that it's not just, you know, two women at a time that we're always elevating. So I wasn't overly excited by this match. Of course, always seeing these four women in a ring, I'd be excited. But seeing Reginald come out, I knew that the only reason why he was coming out was to actually cause a distraction. So it really didn't surprise me that they retain.
0: Why? Is the main fucking focus for WWE right now is to put men in the women's division? I for for year, I mean, doing the podcast since you know 2015 with NXT Banks and Bailey. I've been a proponent. I've been you know just try and show people that women's wrestling wasn't what it used to be. That there's there's fantastic athletes. I've always said the best characters in the women's division. It is stacked. You can just put them on show. You do not need Ric Flair fucking up the entire Raw division. You do Reginald taking the shine from the most talented fucking people on SmackDown, and you don't need it to exactly. make the tag team titles look like a joke.
1: Exactly, and and that's kind of how I took this match. It was like even though there, there there was some good incentive there by all all women. Um, again, the the all of the focus was taken away the minute Reginald decided to come out. There was no need for him to be out there yet. He's out there. It it kind of reminds, it takes me back to when, like, you know, um, when Carmella was actually starting to get big. And, and, you know, she made most of her wins because of Ellsworth. It wasn't because of her, it was because of the guy. It's like, why are we doing this again? And with Carmella I, yeah. again.
0: I didn't even fucking think of that. They are, aren't they? They're fucking with us again. Can you, can
1: you yeah, start, like? like, can you please stop? Because all you're doing is pissing us off now.
0: What's that? Or stick Carmella in a tag team? They want a fucking so much. Like ever No, you don't understand.
1: Fine. I really enjoyed the, the the very thought of um. I think it was Naomi and Carmella as the fabulous glow. When like they, when the tag team division uh, titles were first coming about, they were actually in the elimination chamber match, tag team match for that. And I really, really thought that those two could be something together. They had like really good chemistry. They worked well together, and they were quite exciting w- watching them come out. To Together and again, Carmela has introduced a guy to continuously con- come and fuck shit up for the women.
0: I mean, it is just it is it is dog shit. Like it really, really is. Um, uh, my hope now is that Gonzalez and Kai win the women's tag team titles and keep it on NXT because then you can actually yeah, build up a shit up division.
1: We've got so many women on NXT that would just I, I I'm itching at seeing women's title matches on NXT because of because of the women showcased there. They're sh- showcased so well. There's so many strong women, and they're all in their like right prime time to be able to shine with these belts. Um, and I just think the belts could actually elevate NXT to a, a higher standard.
0: And anybody that's not seen NXT, if you're living under a rock or wherever it is, go and yep. check it out. If you don't think EO Shy is the coolest motherfucker in the world, there is something exactly. wrong with you. All right?
1: Go, go and check it out every Wednesday. Go and check it out. It's great.
0: Um, this gets a free, barely, just because of Banks and Belair's involvement, but I really didn't like the match.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it either, so I'm going with 3 2.
0: Um, well, prediction, we both went for the hills, so we got another point, so it is 5 2 overall at we, the moment.
1: <laughs> well, we get back I mean, in. We're, we're, we both had a, clearly had the same ideas in mind. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Baszler and Jax got 67% of them. And uh, Ryan Locust of Beers tweeted in, I think it has to be Banks and Belair if they're trying to continue the Belair push. Having Belair or Sasha doesn't seem to make sense right now. Though Shania does have an ability to lose to Lana and then beat anyone the next night. So who knows? That's Isn't, a very yeah, fair point. That's
1: very true. I mean, we were, we all got to still remember what Shayna was like at uh, this time last year at the chamber. She was a dominant force.
0: I don't think without a doubt. Uh, and then we find out Fastlane is March twenty first. That is the next WWE pay per view. Uh, are you up for Fastlane?
1: Hell yeah! That's going to be the last pay per view before WrestleMania. I have to get my uh, my my two cents in before then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's fast lane, but it's not over here tonight because our main event was for the WWE Championship. We see Drew McIntyre, AJSL, Seamus and Kofi Kingston take their place in the pods. Not before AJ got in Drew's face. Um, Kofi Kingston, I looked behind him. At this point, I thought, Ali's going to take him out. Ali's going to take him out and take his spot like he should have done from payback from Kofi Mania uh, a couple of years ago.
1: Well, I mean, I I, kind of thought that there could be some potential things happening because as you said about everyone coming out and getting into their pods we all saw almost that was out there and i was really thinking okay so we're gonna have xavier woods that might be out there um causing like some distractions or playing his trumpet we could then potentially actually have a like you know the 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 feud that's going on with Xavier Woods and Retribution and Ali and connecting it with Kofi that all come into so it I I was thinking that this was going to go off the rails um as to much my my dismay this did not happen so I was a little bit gutted.
0: No, I think um, well yeah this, this is a problem and then we get Jeff and Randy Orton starting I mean if you want any two to start I mean this is definitely that isn't it um but the Celtic Warrior had already earned like I said the right. To um, be the final entrant, Drew nutted the pexy glass, not as high as I did earlier. And one thing I did like when Autumn was making his way, and Kofi's going, "Damn, your quads! You got really good quads, haven't you?" Yeah. And I was just I laughing.
1: Loved <laughs> I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it's
0: just again, the new day are just so like. I mean, from their debut to what they are now, it's just it, they, they're like a wave of of goodwill. But it's just. You know, it's like, why do you like these guys? Oh, it's just the stuff they do is entertaining plus a great in the ring. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. That is the most simplest way to put it, but it's so true.
0: Yeah. Uh, simple. But AJ looked relaxed as well. Uh, Orton hit a kick to the gut to take control right out the gate. He threw Harley out the ring and started using the chamber as a weapon. Immediately, Harley came back and beat him down with a series of right hands. But one thump to the eye put the Viper back in the driver's seat. McIntyre was the first man released from a pod and after he took out Orton, he set his sights on Hardy, he drove the charismatic Enigma into the side of Kingston's pod. But to be fair, McIntyre did tell the cameraman to move as well as he threw him in there.
1: He did, and he didn't move. And he did then respond back to him, you didn't move. I told you to move! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like to think that the cameraman decided to stay and sacrifice his feet Mm. so that Jeff Hardy didn't have as bad a fall.
0: Yeah, Catman's like, oh, I'm going to get the shot. Oh, I'm going to get a bonus. And then he just gets, like, banged into. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we see B- by From McIntyre fighting as uh, the New Day member, Kofi Kingston, was released from his pod. After a brief fight, Kingston rolled up Orton to eliminate him.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I really enjoyed that moment. That was such a feel-good moment. I loved it. Uh,
0: Kofi with uh, a bit of revenge. We remember 2009, Kofi. All right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> stupid. No. Uh, Orton hit Kingston and Hardy with arcos on his way out. AJ Styles had almost ripped the back of his pod off so he could enter the match early in an attempt to get some easy eliminations. Again, this was different for MoMOS. I don't know how impressive it was just taking that sheet of plexiglass out, but I got the idea. Uh, AJ went for the cover and both kicked out. What were your thoughts at this point? Did you think uh, uh, were you impressed by the sheer power of MoMOS? <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I think my main shock was thinking, wait, is AJ is AJ turning face right now? Because at first, I genuinely thought he was angry at Randy Orton for what he was doing and being a sore loser and thought he was coming out to challenge him. And as much to my dismay, he proved me wrong and was just trying to be an asshole and get some of them out <laughs> yeah. early. It just really, it really tickled me the right way Like I was so, I was laughing so much. Um, and I just thought it was brilliant. And just seeing um, Adam come out and, and shoo almost off after and tell him he's not allowed to be there. And how upset almost was. I, I, I was laughing so much.
0: It was funny because i was just going, oh, no, I'm pissed. Like, you get out of here. Yeah. And AJ's going, yeah. don't leave. Don't leave. Like
1: gonna <laughs> kill me. You know, yeah. like that sort of like, damn, dad's going to see this. He's going to be mad. and Like that sort of thing. And I just couldn't help but laugh because I just kept thinking, my gosh, this sounds like me when I get called off, like, you know, for fighting off the team, for fighting back in school or something. And, mm-hmm. and my dad was uh, at one of my, uh, it was, I think it was a uh, rounders team and um, this girl uh, tried to trip me up as I was running round. So I got back up and I was, you know, a bit of an angry child and I punched her. <laughs> and uh, I got called off the team. I got shouted at and, and told to get off the team. And I started walking off the field and I didn't realize that my dad had shown up for my match, oh. and disappointment in his face. And I'm thinking, damn. I'm in so much trouble when I get home, and that, that is all I saw when I saw almost walking off like that. <laughs> just takes hey, me if back. I, you know?
0: If I had a pound for every time, I'd disappoint my parents.
1: <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, I've here all day. <laughs> um,
0: well, we get Viking Styles with a DDT while Hardy and McIntyre battled in the ring. The Scottish Warrior began building momentum as he took out everyone in sight. He was the only man standing when Seamus. Entered the match. They had a brief stare down before throwing punches. After a couple of minutes of intense brawling between the Warriors, Kingston took them both down with a dive. And then Kingston ended up on top of a pod while everybody else performed a Tower of Doom in the corner. Again, a really cool spot. And then Kingston took out everybody with a dive from the pod but was unable to pin anyone. It was a crazy leap of faith. And I don't know how we can do that move and not worry about it
1: yeah i mean i i don't think he even looked back um before he before he just left um and and so yeah that was terrifying to be honest i did kind of have one of those sort of exasperated moments um but I'm, i'm pretty sure he was okay
0: yeah i mean it's just it's just mental (laughs) <laughs> like, um, unfortunately, the faith didn't help. Sheamus drilled him with a bro kick to take him out of the match. And then Harley climbed to the top of the pod and took out Sheamus. And McIntyre would whisper in the wind, <laughs> caution to the wind. <laughs> he now styles with a swanton before McIntyre hit Claymore to eliminate Harley from the match. Uh, It was a nice sequence, actually, to be fair. And then we get 450 spring balls. They were nice by AJ on Drew. Then we get Seamus for the 10 beats of the Finn Balor on AJ Styles. Uh, Seamus hits McIntyre with a bro kick before he can make the cover. Styles hitting with a phenomenal forearm to get the pin and take the Irishman out. Styles tried to regroup as he waited for McIntyre to get to his feet. He went for another forearm but jumped right into a Claymore to give the Scott win. The Claymore kick to get the victory looked incredible. Uh, what were your yeah. thoughts on that and the entire match?
1: I felt like it was um quite an explosive way to end the chamber and I was quite impressed with that. Um I, I did see it as a shock to be honest, uh seeing um Drew come out on top, because I thought that this might be the way that if he was gonna lose it, then he wouldn't um it would be like kind of like, you know, this way where it's more um uh someone else uh you know kind of managed to pin him or get him out or someone else got the got the luck of him in in this elimination chamber so um shock did come there from from drew but at the same time um with what was coming up next again i i figured that would happen so i felt i thought someone else might win um and then like kind of take the pinfall for for what was coming up
0: well, I was surprised the final two weren't Seamus or Drew, but it was a nice sequence to eliminate Seamus. It's just a shame they didn't build AJ Styles up as a fucking threat whatsoever, otherwise it might have been a little bit thinking, a little bit different when it got down to the final two.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: Uh, good good stuff, though. Out of five, I'm a four.
1: Yeah, I mean, I give it a four as well.
0: It was a good chumba matchup Prediction-wise, we both went Drew, so final scores... Uh, is is free all? I'm gonna say that that will save Grace a little bit. Free all is a draw. <laughs> uh, we only got half of them right, but hey, WWE always change it. We'll see what happens at Fastlane. Poll wise, McIntyre got 73% of the vote. The nearest was Sheamus on 13%. That's how little confidence they had in anybody else. Um, oh wow! And then as yeah, I know. And then as McIntyre celebrated his victory, Lashley appeared to hit a huge spear. He decimated the champion as he beat him all around the ring. Why Bobby? He did look unhinged, but why is Bobby Lashley attacking him? Well, the Miz's music then hit, and we've been warning everybody, we've been foreboding no. this moment, the whole Miz's sh- <laughs> the music then hit, and he ran down with a ref to cash in his money in the bank briefcase. He spiked the champion with DDT for a two count before planting him with the skull crushing finale for the one, two, three. The A lister is the new WWE champion. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, again, I saw this happening. Um I I was actually shocked that uh, Bobby Lashley uh, had come out first because I thought it was just going to be as simple as Miz coming out and cashing in straight after. Um, but I that, I should have saw that coming because we did actually have a little bit of foreshadowing with seeing MVP and the Miz talking. So, I mean, I should have actually cottoned on to that a little bit sooner. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I wonder where, where they're going to go from here, to be honest. Like, I don't want to, like, kind of... Berate the Miz too much, but at the same time, with 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 how much of a, a sort of joke character he's been, I don't know how seriously we're supposed to take him as a as a um, as a champion, especially when you know with with what came with Raw. Um, we see Bobby Lashley chasing, and it, it and it and there's is evident that Bobby Lashley is clearly after the title, so thought helping Miz out will help him out because I mean. Why not? It it would be a, a less harder match for Bobby Lashley to take the title off of Miz, am I right?
0: Yeah, you're right. And Lashley did look up at the entranceway after he'd beaten down McIntyre. So, like I said, there's obviously an agreement there. But oh my shit, it's been ten years and the Miz, he went through the the run when he was on Talking Smack and it, probably the best moment of his, his you know, his, his recent career when he was firing all cylinders, doesn't get the title. And now when he's kind of been this joke character, like he said, for this amount of time, they give him it. Um he's great yeah. on the mic, he's improved as an in ring performer and so many media duties. But yeah, the Miz is just one of these guys that just gets that reaction, you know? Mm. Agreed. Uh Seamus versus Drew no longer, maybe? Well, uh I'm guessing maybe Seamus versus Drew at Fastlane and then the winner can face the Lashley Miz. Um we'll yeah. get on to Raw in a second. Unless what about Miz versus Bad W championship at main event of WrestleMania? Who? Bad bunny. Oh,
1: please don't do that.
0: <laughs> w championship on the line.
1: I really do. I'm not. I'm not. No, no. <laughs> I'm kind of presuming that Bobby Lashley's going to take it off him. If not, um, come next week, then it's probably going to be Fastlane.
0: Well, we'll see what happened. He did slap the WWE champion. Uh, but listen what the thing. The 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 chamber ended, and for the first time in God knows how long, apart from the rumble, you were asking more questions going out of it as you was going into it. You know, and I think overall you've got. Edge making the decision on Roman Reigns, you know, Belair's gonna pick Banks. Uh, we talked about Cesaro and Rollins maybe having that, uh, and also the story of of how Brian picks himself up, and of course the, with McIntyre and, and what's going on with the W Championship. I think, especially that main event, WWE threw the cat amongst the pigeons, and I think it's worked a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I'd say is my rating for out of ten, I'm gonna give it an eight and three quarters. Yeah, it's obviously not a full card, but I did like the two and a half r- hour running time. What are you going to give that out of ten?
1: Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably go ahead and give it a seven. It wasn't the greatest of Elimination Chamber matches for me. I think um, there's been previous pay-per-views um, that have been better, but I w- it wasn't totally awful. Uh,
0: MVP, I've got to say Cesaro, because he's the one that kind of stole the show in the Chamber, and I think overall, would that be fair to say?
1: Yep, I agree.
0: And also match of the night is a SmackDown Elimination Chamber match.
1: Yes, um, I, I would also agree with that one.
0: All right. So that's basically anything else on the Elimination Chamber?
1: Um, No. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. That's it then. Before we go, our <laughs> follower of the week is Ryan Locus Beers, because of your great comment there as well. And don't forget, of course, all social media, Twitter, at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNRJR. Do you want to plug your stuff?
1: Uh, yep i'm at Jaxie scarlet you can find me on twitter and instagram
0: uh the WNR also on facebook and instagram of course all the google platforms send us an email the dublin podcast at gmail.com youtube WNR podcast with all the latest clips and podcasts got same time on YouTube to do soundcloud on your phone also spotify and itunes where you can download subscribe break and review there so that is it our next episode of WNR is going to be a great one because we are going to have john moxley Versus Kenta, and not only that, we're going to look at the history of uh, Kenta and Moxley and New Japan and Forbidden Door, and basically how all this came about. But the next time you are on the show, like we said, will be for Fastlane, so I can't wait for that. As we're on the road for of
1: Moxley and Kenta, that's exciting.
0: Yes, yes, yes. it's it's, it's all going on in WR at this moment in time. I cannot wait for that next weekend. I can't can't wait for you to come back on uh fast lane but i'd just like to say thank you very much for joining me here today for elimination chamber
1: thank you so much for having me i've had fun again
0: uh well it's it's, it's always uh i can't remember what the line is now but it's never a chore you know <laughs> I'll finish it for you. <laughs> so that is it. Like I said, I've been James Rowlands and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlet. Uh, like I said, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.